0: Amen. And the Lord help us to have a breakthrough in our lives. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, a familiar verse to many of you. Scripture simply says this, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I'm preaching tonight on our theme for this next 21 days about consecration. But I'm going to use this as a launching pad and use this verse as a starting point to talk to us a little bit about consecration 2020. Amen. Would you pray with me one more time? Let's ask the Lord to touch our hearts and our minds and to bless our church. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, your promises. God, thank you for the thrill in our souls and the joy that only you can bring. Thank you for what I felt here already tonight. But today, I ask that your hand would be upon us as we get into your word and, and learn of you, Lord. I pray that you would speak in a clear voice to each and every one of us. Help us, Lord, to be open and sensitive to your voice in our lives. Give us an ear to hear what your spirit is speaking to us in the remainder of this service. In Jesus' name, and somebody say amen. 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 God bless you. Shake somebody's hand or wave at somebody. Greet somebody as you're dismissed in the name of, or you're, excuse me, don't be, don't be leaving. As you're seated, boy, that would have been bad, huh? That would not have worked out too well. By the time when we get done here tonight, I want us to have a a prayer service. I want us to have a few minutes of prayer together as a church. But this, this verse here that I read says that we are to run with patience the race that's set before us. Run with patience the race that is set before us. There are multiple places in the Scripture where the writers of Scripture use the imagery of walking or running. And to relate it to our Christian walk and to our relationship with the Lord. Many different places where it talks about running the race or it talks about walking with the Lord or walking in the Spirit. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And there are multiple places. And, and to go along with that, there are multiple um, words that are from the Greek that are translated run and race. And um, I'm not going to share them with you because there would be no point in me talking about Greek words tonight. There would be no benefit to that. But I am going to talk about one of them for a moment. And that word is, it's tricho. It's the word echo with the T-R on the front of it. Trecho or treco, however you would like to pronounce that. And it simply means to run, of course. And that is the word that's used in this verse. When the writer of Hebrews says, let us run with patience. And so the picture here in the book of Hebrews chapter number 12. The picture that is drawn for us. As he writes that there is a, a great cloud of witnesses that are compassed us. He said, let's lay aside every weight and every sin and let us run the race with patience. And so the picture that is drawn here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, is that of a stadium. So if you'll just picture with me for a minute, I'm not going to preach very long tonight, but if you'll just picture with me for a moment a huge stadium. And that stadium is filled with people all around. And you and I, are the participants. We are the ones who are the runners in this event. We are the ones who are running the race. But all of the people in the stands are people that have already run this same race. They have finished their race, and now they have moved up to the stands, and they are cheering you and I on, saying, you can finish the race. Just run the race. That's the picture of Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. And he said, we are compassed about by these participants or these witnesses and so he's, he gives us three specific instructions in hebrews 12 1 three specific instructions are you ready he said lay aside every weight lay aside the sin and run with patience did you catch them lay aside the weight lay aside the sin And run with patience. And so, um, those are the instructions to those individuals like you and I who would run that race. So, what I would like for a moment here is I would like a volunteer somebody who is healthy um, and would not mind running a lap or two. I need somebody who um, would volunteer and help me. Nolan would. No, no, Nolan. Colton, you're you're a baller, aren't you? Are you a baller? You're not a baller. This is going to be a long sermon if I don't get some help. I'm not setting you up for anything. So thank you. Good. So these are your witnesses. And you're running the race. So what I'd like for you to do is I want you to just take a lap here. Just around. Don't go outside. Just stay right here in the aisles and make a lap for me. You mind doing that? Just run the race. Just a good steady pace. You're doing good. Great. All right. Look at that. Good steady pace. He made a lap. Can I hear you breathe? He's not even breathing hard. He did great. Stay right here with me. See, that wasn't difficult at all, right? So now I brought some weight, of course. I want you to, isn't this a nice bag? My son got me a bag for Christmas. Nice Oakley bag. And so I want you to put this on for me, okay, buddy? I don't want to cause any back injuries or anything, but it's got some weight. Can Can he take a lap now? Come on, just. You're doing good. Come on, come on. You're you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it here. Just just stand down. Is that was that any diffi- more difficult? Are you breathing harder? Do you mind just standing there? Is that heavy? Huh? Feels like your backpack. I don't want again. I don't want to hurt your back or anything, but the added weight and. I'm I'm not really preaching anything that you uh, maybe not have heard or or seen here before but obviously the added weight makes it more difficult to run the race, doesn't it? Makes it more difficult when you have extra weight. So he says he gives us those three instructions. He said lay aside the weight. Now what's weight? What's weight? Is that huh? This bag when, when the writer of Hebrews says, lay aside the weight, what's he talking about? Well, weight, he, doesn't, he separates weight from sin. So he says, lay aside the weight. What could, what could weight be? Well, weight could be something in our life that may not necessarily be uh, wrong. It may not necessarily be a sin, but it becomes a burden to us. It becomes a weight to us that it begins to interfere with our walk and our relationship with the Lord. There are things that we can bring into our life. There are um, uh, things that we can bring into our home that, that we may not be able to open the Bible and say, chapter and verse, this is wrong, this is something that I don't need. But it is something that if we do not monitor it, if we do not uh, handle it in moderation, it can become a weight to us. Right? Am I preaching the truth? It can become a weight. And so he said, lay aside the weight. What are some things that might be weights? Well, I mean, you, you, could, you could just talk about many things. But may, maybe it's a hobby, alright? Maybe it's a hobby. Hobbies are good. Activities are nice to have. But when a hobby is taken out of moderation... And it becomes an extreme and it begins to interfere with our walk with the Lord, that's no longer a hobby. It's not a sin, but it's a weight in our life. And so the writer of Hebrews says, those are the things you have to lay aside. You have to lay aside the things that are going to hinder you from running the race. There are things that people get involved in. And, and you know, they they will they will say, Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'll agree with them. There's nothing wrong with it. But if it takes them out of the house of God, it's a problem. It's a weight. If it interferes with their relationship and their prayer life and it becomes hard to pray because they're focused on the weight, they need to lay it aside. So there are, there are things and the Lord brings these things. Are you okay? You're going to make it? I'm not going to preach very much longer. All right. I appreciate your help. See, all those other guys, they're just, they're just not near as tough and strong. Snowflakes. snowflakes cupcakes. That's right. They're, they're just a bunch of Kevin Durants, aren't they? That's a snowflakes. But when the Lord brings things to our attention, it's important that we lay those things aside. And then he says, he says to, just hang tight if you can. He says to lay aside the sin. And there are there are times when we are in prayer. I'm going to help you out here a little bit if I can get these out. I just pulled a bunch of big theological books out and, and uh, I tried I had to find the heaviest ones that I had. But he he says, lay aside the sin. And there are times in our life when we go to prayer. And the Lord will speak to us. We will listen to a sermon. We'll hear a Bible study. We'll be in Sunday school class. We'll be in youth service. We'll be in Wednesday night Bible study or wherever the case. And the Lord will quicken our mind about something. About something that shouldn't be in our life or something that we should be doing in our life. And he said to lay aside the sin. And when the Lord quickens those things to our spirit, that's the time when we need to repent of them and we need to remove them from our lives. If we're going to run the race, if we're going to win the race, we have to be willing to repent of some things and lay some things aside if we're going to win. I don't think I've ever used that book. I have used this one. How much, is that much better? Now take a lap for me. And so he says, lay aside the weight Lay aside the sin and run with patience. Alright? Run with faith. Go ahead and take another lap. Just, just pay a good a good steady pace. We're not sprinting here. But we're just we're running with patience. We're pacing ourselves. We're getting to the, getting to the finish line here. You're doing great. You want to do another one? Okay. So, all right, take that off. Is there, oh, there's, hold on, there's more in there. You've got some weight here. Well, you're going to have to take it off because this. There it is. There's another one in there. That's a lot of weight, bro. You've been carrying a lot of weight, which makes it hard to run. But if you lay that stuff aside, how much more free we become to walk and to run. And to live for God to finish the race, thank you, my friend you're kind of sweaty <laughs> but here's the deal. Here, you remember the Greek word trecho trecho that's the only one i 'm talking about there's a bunch of them, but this is the only one I 'm talking about is trecho. That word is sometimes used in conjunction with another word called sync or syn sin sign, but when treco is used with sync it means to run together run with somebody run in a group and there are there are some examples in the scripture where that word is used it talks about in one place where they all ran together after debauchery or after sin a group of people they they fell into sin together they ran it. there were other there was another place where it says that they they came to jesus together and that word means to walk hastily or it means to run so we're talking about trico or treco and we're talking about running together and so here's the picture of of hebrews chapter 12 verse number one i told you i'm not going to preach very long but i want you to get the point here but he said here is the point he says wherefore seeing we also we seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. We look around the stadium, there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's grandma and grandpa. There's aunt and uncle. There's all those people that have gone on before us that have already finished the race. And they're in the stands and they're cheering us on. That great cloud of witnesses. And so he says to us, so let us lay some things aside. Let us repent, let us lay aside the weight and the sin, and then get this, let us run with patience. So the picture now is no longer just a Russell running by himself or running a lap, but now the, come on buddy, but now the picture is us running together. Can you do it? You're not running. I'm running hard. Let's turn here. It's shorter. <laughs> See, we're running together now. You're not running, man. Stretch it out. We are running together now. You get it? It's no longer Russell. You're not running. It's no longer Russell. I'm going to have to button up my coat so I'm not immodest here. <laughs> but we are. We're doing this together. Am I, am I making a point here? So the, the point is... Thank you, bro. The point is is that we are now doing this, you and me, together. And it's not just you trying to get to the finish line by yourself. But now it's all of us running this race together. It's not just Brother Hanson. It's not just Sister Hanson. It's not just you or your spouse or your children that are running the race. But we are all running it together. And we're all trying to get to the finish line at the same time. So he says, run with patience the race that is set before us. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. And every man that, I'm out of breath. Every man that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run. This is what Paul said. I run, not as uncertainty. So fight I, not as one that beats the air but I keep under my body and I bring it unto subjection. I'm telling my flesh, you're not in control anymore. Let me say it another way. I'm telling my mind, you're not in control anymore. I'm not following the lust of my flesh, the lust of the eye or the pride of life. It is not my flesh that's going to be in control, but I'm running a race and I bring my body into subjection. That lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul is saying that I am running this race with discipline. I'm in control. Self-control. And so we're running a race tonight. We are running a race tonight. Not alone, but together. We are running this race together. Not it's it's not just you trying to trying to just to eke out an existence and make it to heaven. But there's some people that are sitting in this room next to you that they're doing it with you. Praise the Lord. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, I love this, because sometimes I fall. Because if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he hath not another to help him up. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens. You know what the value is of Russell and I running together? Is that we can encourage each other along the route. And if Russell gets weary or Russell gets tired or I go the wrong direction, I've got somebody with me to encourage me and edify me and help me along the right path. We're doing this together. Praise the Lord. That's why you and I, we need the body of Christ. That's why we need the church. Because we're doing this together. And so here we are. Consecration. But this isn't just about me, and it's not just about you. And I know there are people who feel like they are an island out there, that they don't belong, and they're not connected. But I rebuke that thinking. And we're doing this together. We are seeking the Lord and we are praying, and we're going after God together. This is not an elder thing. This is not a pastor thing. This is a new life thing. This is us together. This is the young people, and this is the parents, and this is all of us doing it together. Praise the Lord. That's why we're all going to fast, and that's why we're all going to pray. I wish somebody would help me for a few minutes here. But we're going to fast, and we're going to pray. We're not going to say, oh, they'll do it. We'll have revival because Brother Hanson will do it. You forget that. You stop thinking like that. You help me run this race together. You help me reach Dakota. You help me reach our community together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I need your help, and you need my help. Let's do this together. Let's pray together. Let's get a burden together. Let's stop being selfish. Let's stop looking at other people and thinking they'll do it. Or somebody lay the responsibility on us. Why don't every one of us get a prayer life? Why don't every one of us get spiritual? Why don't every one of us get on our faces and seek God? Because we're running. We're running together. I want our young people to be on fire for God. I want our families to be on fire for God. I want our elders to be a great example. I want every person that needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want when visitors come into this church like there were several this morning. When guests come into this church, I want them to be so overwhelmed by the power and the presence of the Lord. I want them to feel that sweet presence of the Lord that we have become so accustomed to. Sometimes you and I, we get so used to being in the presence of the Lord. It's just another service. It doesn't matter if we miss. It doesn't matter if we're not here. We're just, you know, we're used to the God. We're used to his presence. And sometimes we take it so lightly. But a guest will come in here. And they'll think, wow. I've never, I've never, I've never been in this. That's, t- that's what I want people to sense. I want what I want people to feel. And so you and I, we've got to lay aside some things. We've got to lay aside some weight. We've got to lay aside some sin. And so that's why I'm just simply asking us tonight. Just for the next few days. Will you consecrate something? Will you lay aside something? Will you pray with me? Will you fast tomorrow? See when I was a, a teenager. And we had youth fast. And we had fast days. We, I'd go to school. I didn't want to tell my friends I was fasting. You know we'd go to lunch and. I eat the same with the same people all the time. I'm just being honest with you. But I would we would be out there on the out there in the courtyard and we'd be eating but I didn't want to tell anybody I was fasting, so I I'd try my best to hide the fact that we were having a fast day. I may even just go ahead and eat, you know, just because I was ashamed or afraid of what people don't don't be like me. Let's have revival. Let's reach our city. Let's let's be different. Let's be godly. Let's be on fire for God. You moms and dads, you guys, you guys get a hold of your homes and make your homes godly. Make them, make them a, a refuge of, of righteousness. You elders, pray for us and fast and seek God for our church. I, I don't know how long the Lord's going to tarry. I don't know how long we're going to be here. But if we have time, I want a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But you know what it's going to take? We're going to have to be positioned. We're going to have to be positioned for revival. See, because sometimes we have good intentions, and that's what a lot about resolutions are. We have resolutions. I I intend to lose weight. I intend to read. I intend to study. I intend to pray. We have good intentions a lot of times, but um, it takes more than just good intentions for revival. It takes being in a position. And so uh, that's, that's why we're praying. That's why we're fasting. That's why we're positioning ourselves a move of God. And I think God's going to honor us, honor our prayers. I think God's going to honor that. Amen. I don't know what, I don't know what to expect because I'm just trying to pray big prayers. I'm trying to stop praying little prayers. I'm trying to pray, pray big prayers. Amen. Cause I want, I want just the doors to blow off, blow out or however you want to say it. I want revival like I've never seen before. Amen. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? Why don't you stand with me tonight? Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us, and you can look these up, but I want I to just read some of these to you if I can find them. There are many, many verses in the Bible that talk about one another. And since we're doing this together, I just want to quickly share these with you. You can look them up. They're online. There's a bunch of places where they're listed. But just just quickly look around Church, look around who's here and look at the people that are around you. The Bible says we are to love one another. At least 16 times it says that. It says to be devoted to one another. It says to honor one another above yourselves. It also says to live in harmony with one another. It says to build up one another. To accept one another. To admonish one another. It says to greet one another. Care for one another. Serve one another. To bear one another's burdens, to forgive one another, to be patient with one another, says to be kind and compassionate to one another, says to submit to one another, consider others better than themselves, look to the interest of one another, uh, teach one another, comfort one another, encourage one another, exhort one another, provoke, provoke one another to good works, show hospitality to one another, Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Pray for one another. Confess your faults to one another. Many, many times in the Bible where we are in, instructed to, of how we're to treat one another. And so we're running this race with each other, with one another. And we're fasting together, we're sacrificing, we're praying. And it's not just me, and it's not just you, but we're doing it together. So for the next 21 days, I'm asking you to rededicate, to consecrate yourself to God. Fast tomorrow. I want you to fast tomorrow. If you're physically able, I want you to fast tomorrow as much as you can. Um, We want to be a praying church, don't we? Not just a church that prays. You say, well, Pastor, I, I really don't have much of a prayer life, and I don't really know how to pray, and I understand that. Not, I'm not here to hammer on people that don't have a prayer life. But I want to help you. I want to try to direct you without being condescending or looking down. But there are things that we can pray about. There are things that there are people we can pray for. You can just simply, if, if you don't know how to pray or you don't know what to pray about, next time you get down on your knees and you start praying, just think about who sits where in this church. Because most of you sit in the same seats almost every time, every time we can. And you can begin to think about the different people that's that are here in this church and you can pray brother, pray that God would bless brother and sister Graham and give them strength and Margaret Tolliver who gets to come on Wednesdays pray for Margaret and they pray for brother Jerry the Lord would strengthen him and bless him and brother and sister Wallace that the Lord would give them health and and the Hendersons and bless their home and and guide them and bless Kenneth and move in his heart and his life and fill him with the Holy Ghost and pray for sister Melody and sister Marilyn and Ryan and sister Hanson and and Johnny and and Taffa Braxton and and uh, Shelley Green and and um, I'm looking right at you, Jamie and and Jordan and and just go. That's all you have to do is start looking and, and pray for Haley and and the Hurts and and the Porters and the Simmons and and the Essex and the McGees and and just you go through and the the, 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 the whatever your name is, the Teagues and. And you just go through and Lord bless our young people and 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 before you know it, you've already prayed ten minutes for the people in our church, and I'm gonna tell you there's people in our church that need you to pray for them. You say oh pastor will pray for you. yeah, I try to pray for people, but they need, they need you to pray for them too. they need somebody like you who's walking in their shoes and know where they're at. they need you to pray for them too. Your pastor needs need somebody to pray for him, And I know many of you are praying. I'm so grateful for that. But your pastor needs some prayers right now. Your pastor's wife needs some prayers right now. This church family, there's so many people that are sick in this church. They need your prayers. Young people, you ought to be praying for others. You ought to be praying for one another. I'm not hammering on I'm not trying to beat you down. But you ought to be praying for one another. You ought to be lifting each other up. You ought to be encouraging one another getting excited together, enthusiastic. Our our youth leaders and our kids club leaders ought to be praying for our children and our young people and praying for those that they lead. Our Sunday school teachers ought to be praying for their their children because we're doing this together. Amen. Come to the altar if you would, please. And I, I want you to, if you will, I don't want anybody like way out on the corners, but I just want you to gather in here close and and, and go ahead and find a place to pray. Come on, Kenneth, come to the altar, all of you that are in the back, if you will. I want you to just find a place to pray for a few minutes. And we're going to pray for one another. Just find a place to kneel down if you're comfortable. Um, I don't want you to worry about who's around you. I don't want you to worry about who's going to hear you pray. But what I all I'm doing here tonight is I'm just trying to close this service out with prayer. Because we need to pray together. We need to pray as a church. But just begin to pray for uh, your family. Begin to pray for one another. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor's wife and his family. Pray for our assistant pastor. Pray for his wife and his family tonight. Pray for our spiritual leaders and our elders. Pray that the Lord would send laborers into the harvest field. We need to pray for those who are in Bible college. We need to pray for our government leaders. We need to pray for our local community leaders, our president we need to pray for our Congress. We need to pray for lost souls. We need to pray for those that are backslidden and away from God, for those that are in error tonight. We need to pray for peace in our world. We need to pray for the peace in Jerusalem. Don't worry about anybody hearing your voice. If you feel like speaking in tongues, go ahead. Don't worry about it. If anybody hears you speaking in tongues, just pray and intercede and talk to God for a few minutes here tonight. If sick people come to your mind, begin to pray for those that are sick. Pray for the Grahams. Pray for Michelle Porter. Somebody ought to intercede for Michelle tonight. Somebody ought to pray for those in our community that are sick. Why don't somebody pray about the supernatural and pray for the miraculous. Pray for God to open the windows of heaven and pour out the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to pray for open doors to to interact with people that have never heard the gospel to reach other people pray for victory over spirits that are plaguing our people with the spirit of fear and rebellion pray against the spirit of division and laziness and selfishness pray for unity in the midst of all of our diversity in this great church let's empty the backpacks tonight let's lay aside the weight Let's repent. If the Lord brings some sin to your mind, if there's some error in your life, if the Lord brings something to your mind, go ahead and just ask the Lord to forgive you of that. If there's some pride that is built up, why don't you ask the Lord to forgive you of the pride? Or if if you're discouraged, why don't you pray and ask the Lord to encourage you tonight? I want you to know the Lord is here. The presence of God is in this sanctuary. Oh God, we appreciate you tonight. So thankful, Lord, for what we feel, oh God, for this great church that you have put in this city as a witness and a light to those around us. And I thank you, Lord, for every family and every home that's represented that's a part of this congregation. But, oh Lord, it's our hunger and our desire to seek you first, and to put you as the priority in our lives. So we pray. We avail ourselves before you, Master give our hearts to you, Lord, tonight. Every aspect of them, Lord. God, I'm not trying to hide anything from you. I'm not trying to get away with anything tonight. God, I pray for cleansing, purity in my mind. I pray, God, for cleansing in my heart. God, that my motives will be me. God, I pray that you would help me